You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Sunny and Semenza. Hey, it's B Pace and with Sunny and Semenza tonight. How's it going, fellas? Doing doing great, man. Happy to have you, B Pays, uh hosting the show. Um, you know, it's it's uh it's nice to to mix it up a little bit and uh excited about another week of college football here. Man, I got my boy I got my boy B B hey B Pays and Maddie. <laughs> that was one and four. I am I am ecstatic. Let me let me let me uh, yeah let me let me sh- let me shout out um uh Sunny too for, for uh, helping me out a couple of weeks ago when the the graphics weren't right on ESPN plus I was I was twittering they're like hey, they don't have the uh they don't have the score up the yardage and as soon as I hit you on a Twitter I think five minutes later it came up I was like yeah I got you I got you my brother absolutely yeah, guys absolutely. it's Wednesday night on a couple more days till Saturday so I'm doing I'm feeling great. Yep, me too. I, hopefully, the Pirates can do their thing this weekend and uh, kind of a light, kind of a light weekend of, of, of top twenty-five games. But there's there's some interesting games this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, every weekend there can be big games and they can be not good, and then maybe games where the schedule doesn't look that great, and then those could be amazing games. So every weekend, you never know what to expect. But I, I think, you know, I think as the day goes on, we're going to see a lot of great games. I do too. I do too. I absolutely do. So, what's your favorite game? What's your favorite game this weekend? I'll tell you, man. Um, I'd probably say Florida Tennessee, just because of the rivalry. I, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I just, I'm excited because there's good things happening in Knoxville for the first time in many years. It seems like, so it's nice to see that back. And you know, I think that's going to be a tough game. I do too. I like that. The, I like the quarterback from Florida. I think he's going to be. I th- I like him a lot. I like him a, a great Final Four matchup with uh, Kansas. <laughs> Kansas and Duke this weekend. I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be a really good game. Hey, I'm I'm excited for both fan bases because one of them is going to come out undefeated. You know, the other one will have one loss. But both those teams are well coached and uh, having really good starts. Yeah, they absolutely are. Absolutely. I got a chance to meet the Duke coach a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had an event at my job and he came by and uh really impressed with that guy. He's he's yeah. he's uh he he reminds me a lot of Mike Houston and their kind of demeanor and things like that. So yeah, I think he'll do well at Duke. Yeah, I can't remember ever a time where, you know, Duke versus Kansas was it was a game you'd preview for college football. <laughs> I know. So uh I, I know. It's cool to see, though, guys. I mean, I, for me, the story of the season so far is the parity that we're seeing. Uh, I, I think it's tremendous. I mean, I, I can't remember, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just can't remember a time, you know, in college football, at least in the last 20 years or so, where there's been this much parity. I mean, it's and it's fantastic for the game. I agree with you. I think, you know, as much as we talk about people were negative about the NIL, I actually think the NIL made parity a little bit more common in college. But I get some of the bigger schools that got more money and things like that. But I think it, it you know, uh, Coach Logan used to talk about with the BCS, how the BCS, you know, killed the, you know, you know, schools like East Carolina because it, it changed the game. Well, I think the NIL actually 
helps, you know, I don't like the group of five term, but I think NIL actually helps us. Interesting. I mean, I don't know, Jay, I don't know your thoughts. I mean, I, I feel very confident that the transfer portal helps us in a, in a big way. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good take. I mean, it, it may just be that it's an unintended uh, consequence, right? Yeah. And, and Jay, you see a lot of these high school guys, you know, weekly. I mean, you can, you can probably tap in more, uh, you know, about that. Well, I, yeah, I, I'll tell you what, for these high school kids, there's a lot of good players that aren't getting recruited the way they normally would mm-hmm. just because, you know, schools are looking at a certain amount of high school players, then holding spots, you know, for, for transfer situations. And then, you know, then they've got to wait and see how many of their own guys transfer out. So for the high school kids, there are outstanding players that before would have been committed or had more opportunities and they're kind of waiting. And um, it, it's, 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 it's interesting to see, but in, in the Raleigh area where I'm at, the level of football has gone up tremendously here. And I know a lot of the kids here and there's kids that are great players and they're just not getting, you know, the looks yet, yet. Um, and it'll, it's more of a lengthy process. Yeah. And I think, I think I get back to, I think, you know, I think something that we were talking about, I think it's a combination of the NIL and transfer report. You made a good point on transfer report. I think it's a combination of that. That's kind of evened things out. And, and, you know, just like somebody said, it's one of those things where, you know, there are players that are not getting looked at. I I told y'all earlier, we had the uh, high school football team up at my, at my job today, uh, Cary high school. And there was a kid on there that's getting looked by Wake. you know, Wake Forest is, you know, I think looking at him pretty well, but there was like 10 guys in there and the coach was telling me, he's like, you know, these guys are all, you know, division one product. And he said, but the problem is, he said, it's just, and he brought the transfer portal up. He said, you know, these coaches are waiting, you know, it's like the microwave. They want instant heat. They want the instant reaction. Yeah, I mean, and you see, I mean, you know, look no further than East Carolina and, and what we're getting from the portal this year with our receivers. I mean, what a, what a pickup Isaiah Winstead has been. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been making play after play on the outside. And, and then you look at Jalen Johnson and Parker Moore. So, you know, we're seeing we're seeing right up close and personal uh, the, 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 you know, that instant impact that, that you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. East Carolina, if they didn't have those three and then and then Justin Red, I mean those four guys, tremendous, uh, tremendous newcomers to the offense. I mean the team wouldn't, the whole team wouldn't be the same if if East Carolina didn't have those four guys. Yeah, love you talked about Winstead and and uh, and Jalen. I mean they remind me. Um, I think Jalen or Winston, one of them reminds me of Cam Worthy used to play for us a couple of years ago. Big physical, mm-hmm. big physical wide receiver that Carden. Remember he made that great catch at Virginia Tech when we beat them up there that year when we were making the comeback. And Carden just kind of threw it up and he just went and got it. And uh and uh one actually remind I think it was Jalen kind of reminds me of Troy Smith. I mean, remember Troy, uh big physical, yeah. physical receiver, go get the ball. So I like those guys a lot. I mean, those were those were great pickups. I mean, yeah, and you talk about uh, those guys, what they meant, because, you know, coming into the season with CJ kind of didn't really know what was going to happen with him. But those three guys on losing Snead, those three guys have definitely – and I'll be honest with you, I think the wide receiving court this year is better than what we had last year. I agree. I yeah. agree. I, mean, I, I, I do as well. NFL has NFL potential. 
Yeah, I think both of them do. I think I think three of them do. Yeah, CJ, yeah. Jalen, and and Winstead. I and think they all could be playing on Sundays. They're both tied. I think all five, all three wide receivers, both tight ends, will have NFL opportunities. Calvin and Jones, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, guys. We were talking about the Navy game a little bit last night, and you know, I was saying one of the differences I think really in our favor this year is. I think we can really attack them in the passing game. I mean, because just the size of our receivers now with Winstead at 6'5", I mean, we have guys that can go up and get it. And I think I think that it's going to create huge matchup problems for Navy this week that maybe we haven't seen in, in previous years. And we talked about the uh, – I think I mentioned it, the thing. The the chop block rule, I think, yes. I, I – you know, you could say, you know, uh, Coach Ken. I can never say his uh, last name, so I just say Coach Ken. But I think, uh, you know, you can say, you know, he's kind of fallen off in the last two years or three years now. Going on this, you know, I think he was two two losing season in a row, now they're zero and two. But that chop block, son, and you know, you you play. I mean, that both of y'all, that chop block deal was a, a game changer for those guys that run that option like they do. It's a yeah, it's a huge factor because you know when you can cut at the second level outside the box or wide receivers, players slow down. People are players are worried about that. They're keeping mm-hmm. their head on a swivel. If they know you can't do that, then it, it changes the ball game and you can play a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you guys, I used to hate as as a, a linebacker. The thing I hated the most was when you would have wide receivers, you know diving at your ankles and at your knees. It was so frustrating, so frustrating. And sometimes you couldn't even see them coming and they'd be diving at your ankles. And so I think it, I think it's a really good point. It changes the game. I think it helps. I think it really benefits, um, you know, East Carolina in this matchup, because I think, you know, to Jay's point, we're going to play a lot faster and we're not going to get hung up on those blocks below the knees. Yeah, I watched the I watched the game last uh, was it's Memphis last week. Memphis attacked them. I mean, what you were talking about, Matt. You know, Memphis attacked them. Mm-hmm. You know, offensively. That's what you're talking about. And I, I used to, you know, when we were playing, you know, with Ruff and even with Coach Mo and and those guys. I always, when we would play Navy, I always would wonder why we didn't. What you just said, some minutes. Why didn't we attack them offensively where they just couldn't? You know, I think we we a couple of times we played into their hands and. You know, but, you know, instead of, you know, instead of really just attacking their defense, especially on the deep balls, I, I mean, uh, and I don't, I don't think Navy's known for safeties and, <laughs> you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be interesting, but I, I think Coach Houston, and those guys will get them ready on, on Saturday. Um, I think they'll be ready for, them. I think they found the sweet spot last year up in Annapolis. And then I think, I think we have a better team than we did last year when we went to Annapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think we're much for. I think Holton Aylers is a totally different player. I mean, Jay, you've probably seen a lot more film than I have, but just watching Holton this year, guy, I see a quarterback who <clears throat> he's a fifth year guy. I think he's at the top of his game. He looks so much more comfortable to me going through his progressions. He's doing things that I haven't really seen him do before. And it just looks like the game has slowed down completely for him. Um, and I, th- obviously it's, it's nice to have these, these, these awesome targets t- to be able to throw the ball to and a, and a better offensive line in front of you. But 
I think he looks like Holton Ehlers to me right now looks like the guy that we all thought he would be coming out of high school. Um, you know, I think he's just playing really good football. Yeah. So two things. I mean, th- this is the best players he's had around him and best offensive line. So I think that helps him out a lot. I also think that, you know, this is his last year and anytime this is the last go around, you're going to lock in even more and, you know, enjoy the moments, but also, you know, play your best. And then his accuracy, just his ball placement on Saturday versus Campbell. I mean, he was, he was hitting the wide receivers in stride on very difficult throws. And he, uh, he was poised in the pocket. He just looks relaxed in the pocket. He does. I went back and I didn't get a chance to watch the game live, but I went back and, and rewatched it Saturday night when I got home. And, and I agree. And I'll be honest with you. I think sometimes we folks hold left-handed quarterbacks differently than they do right-handed quarterbacks. Cause I think sometimes people think left-handed quarterbacks look a little bit more un, uncomfortable. Um, I mean, he has been uncomfortable in the previous years, but no, I mean, I don't know if it was the, the, the Manning Academy that he went to or what, but, or, or like um, somebody said, um, he might just have some better players, <laughs> better players around him this year. I mean, because, you know, when you got, you got two legit running backs and you, like we talked about, you got five legitimate offensive, you know, including the tight end receivers. You got, you know, you got legitimate, you know, pass catchers and legitimate runners. I think that it's, um, uh, I think it's changed the game for him, but he does look more, he does look a lot more comfortable. Yeah, they teamed him up with Chad Powers down there at the uh, Manning uh, Passing uh, Academy. Fellas, you, you guys, you familiar with oh, Chad I know, Powers? I know. Yeah, well, I'm, all, I'm all about, yeah, Chad. <laughs> so, so Pays, I don't know if you saw that. Eli Manning went uh, undercover. Oh, yeah, I saw that with the Giants, yeah. <laughs> he ran like a 5 six forty. He was like a 5 uh, six forty. How How, not to get off topic, but how great was that that video? Yeah. With the, uh, I mean, his haircut was awful. He, they, they gave him a gigantic prosthetic nose. Uh, Chad Powers, man, that that was that was classic. Yeah, it was. It definitely, it definitely was. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's he's a completely uh, different different quarterback this year. Um, you know, but he had those first. They had those two interceptions in the NC State game. The, the first pass was, you know. I mean, I can live with that one. The second one was bad, but that first one. But you know, since then he's is he he's not had an interception since then, has he? Jay no might know. Sure. No, no interceptions. Patrick. Yeah, I didn't think he had one in Old Dominion or the Campbell game. Yep, no interceptions. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, fellas. So. uh so what do you so what do you guys think? You guys wanna uh you guys wanna break get right into Duke and Kansas? Absolutely. No. <laughs> Is that oh that's I'm ready seven. to win. I'm ready to win I, some more. Seven point seven and a half right now. That's interesting. I'm not a better, but I might, I might ask my wife if I can pull a little bit out the fun there. I might put a little bit on that one right there. I'm, I'm going rock shock Jayhawk. <laughs> Ooh, Jay, Jay, I, that that confidence just just came out, man. Like there was no hesitation. Well, I I saw Kansas Week One. I'm really impressed with them. I know Duke's having a good year too, but I'm gonna go with the Jayhawks. Kansas quarterback's a transfer, right? Um, no, he's not. 
He's not a transfer. Okay, I thought he was a guy, a transfer portal. Okay, for some reason, why I thought he came from Baylor or something. I don't know. He, he's from California. He's from California. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's like nineteen. He's like a junior, and he's like eighteen or nineteen. I mean, I, I watched, watched. I met him in person. He's he's outstanding kid. I watched that West Virginia. I watched that Kansas West. My dad's a West Virginia grad. Yeah, and I watched that Kansas West Virginia game, and I mean, it was Jaden Daniels. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, he he was lighting them up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in their coach Lance Leipold and their discipline. They've got a bunch of transfers on the defensive side. Staff is awesome. I just I think they're going to have a special year. Because you, you did you did the game out there, right? Yeah, I did week one, so I I got to talk to a few of the players and met with the coaches in person. And has their facilities gotten any better? Um. I mean, their facilities are getting better compared to, you know, Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's uh, – they're starving for a winner on the football field. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they – I was I was really impressed with every part of their program when I was out there. So, I think this is – I mean, I think they're here to stay. And I think, you know, whatever their ceiling is talent-wise, if that's seven wins, if it's five wins, if it's nine wins, whatever it is, they're going to get the most out of it. Where did Leipold come from? Where was he at before? He was at Buffalo. That's right. Yep. That's right. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a nice job up there at Buffalo. Yeah. Jay, I, I remember you were saying you were very impressed with the program. He, and- yeah. He he won more national championships. At, he came from Wisconsin Whitewater to Buffalo. He won right. more national championships than he lost games. <laughs> he was like 114 and <laughs> I think six, and he won like seven national championships. When he, I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's a good guy. All right. Well, Who Jay, you who's your team? So we're going to agree on this one. I, I, all right. So I was, here, here's some uh, stats I'll throw at you guys. So, so, you know, Duke is three and oh, but you look at who they beat, not overly impressive. North Carolina, A and T Northwestern, and then temple big win over temple. Um, so, you know, Hey, they took, they took care of business, all credit but not exactly blown away with those wins. And then you look at Kansas wins over West Virginia and Houston, and they're averaging 53 points per game, um, which is really impressive. And here's the one that kind of put me over the edge, fellas. If you look at Duke, they're one and eight against the spread in their last nine, nine in their last nine road games, they're one and eight against the spread. So I think Kansas, the line is seven and a half. I thought that was light. I think Kansas is going to steamroll Duke. Steamroll Duke. I think they're going to win by probably 17 points. I'm going rock chalk, Jayhawk. I agree. I mean, I that's when I just saw those points, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Duke's first, you know, uh, you know not the first road game, but going out to Kansas and playing and uh, you know, I think Duke will get a. I think Duke's going to be a a better program, but I think on Saturday they get exposed. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Like you said, Pays, it's a Final Four game. It is. Yeah, <laughs> should have Coach K and Larry Brown flip the coin at halftime. I mean, at the beginning of the game. <laughs> All right. Clemson and Wake Forest. All right, Jay, you want to hit this one first or you want me to go? What do you want to do? All right. 
You guys are going to be shocked here. I'm going to go Clemson. All right. I'm feeling dangerous tonight. Wake Forest is at home, ranked 21st, good offense. Clemson's not probably as talented on the offensive end, but Clemson's defense is amazing. I think they're going to do it on the road. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So you, you know I like to pull up all these crazy stats. Jay, Jay knows this by now. But um, so, you know, Clemson, what? Uh, what's the line here, fellas? Seven, seven and a half, half, right? I think it's so, seven even, in it? Okay. So Clemson, last 10 games. This is a, This is a crazy one. Last 10 games in September. In the month of September, Clemson against the spread is one in nine. Hard to believe, right? How is that even possible? Um, but it, it, but against the spread, um, you know, here here's where I think this game is going to get was going to turn a little bit. Wake Forest is ninety eighth, ninety um, eighth in rushing offense at about one hundred and twenty eight yards per game, but Clemson is ranked tenth against the run. At, they're only giving up 74 yards per game on the ground. So you got a combination of a bad rushing team in Wake against a good, great run defense in Clemson. I think Clemson's going to make them one-dimensional and probably tee off with their pass rush. So I'm going to say Clemson goes into Wake and, and gets it done and covers. It's going to be interesting because it's Sam Hartman's second game back. So, you know, I guess his first game was last week. And it's going to be uh, a sellout, it looks like. I think there was 200 tickets left today, I read, uh, for the game. So, see, I see if Hartman is a little bit more settled in than he was last week. That'll be interesting. What do you think, Pace? <sighs> I agree with y'all. Cover the seven on the road. The only – Yeah. I just I'm not I'm not sold on Clemson's quarterback yet. Me neither. I think he's up and down. I think he he looks uncomfortable sometimes. Cause yeah. they beat they've beaten who? They Clemson's beaten uh Furman and Louisiana Tech. And Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. Georgia Tech's no good. Yeah, I think I think me and Semenza could go out there and give Georgia Tech a little run. <laughs> They're pretty. I think Jeff Collins is. He might be the first one to get. He might be the. I don't know what the over under is or him or, or Neil Brown from West Virginia, but them two could be the the first two casualties of. Besides Herm Edwards, they could be the first other casualties of head coaching job changes in the middle of the season. Especially if if Neil Brown loses tomorrow night to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Good. Uh, that's a good good call there on Harson at at Auburn. Too. Yeah. And, hey hey guys, there was a video. Is it not the not the? But you mentioned Herm Edwards pays. Did you guys see the video? It was on Twitter. I did. Well, they tar they tarmacked him at the end of the field. <laughs> yeah, like was that real? Did he actually get fired on the field like that? Did that is that where they let him? Oh, I think they pulled up on him and told him they wanted to you know meet with him after the game. But they really yeah, I think they were. I mean, you could see their 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 body language. And you don't lose. Who did they lose to? Eastern Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think you can lose to them. And yeah, that's a uh, 
Yeah, I think they got. I mean, I think it was you know within within hours they got him. True. Yeah, that's rough. That's <laughs> that's a rough way to go out, man. That's yeah. I, he was just never. I was never. He was never a comfortable fit there for me. You know, just on the outside looking in. Pro yeah. guys that go. Pro guys that go back to college. I don't. I mean, is it what's what's the successful? I mean, Harbaugh was has kind of been successful. Um, I don't know. Bill O'Brien, I guess, had a couple decent years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see that too much. Yeah, they're not many. Pete Carroll was one that did had a lot of success. You know, when he left the, I think he was with the Jets uh, for like one year, maybe two years, and then. You know, went to USC and 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 got it done. But to, to your point, I mean, there's there's very few. Yeah, I mean, and, and that and that USC team was damn near a pro team <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, they, they were. Had, yeah, they were basically a pro team with 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 the college. It'll be interesting though. I'm, I'm, I'm watching that Neil Brown situation though with with West Virginia Virginia Tech tomorrow night because if he goes down to Virginia Tech and. And, the, and Virginia Tech is, you know, what one two in a row. But if he goes down there and gets and gets smacked, I think it's going to heat up for him quickly in Morgantown. They're not. I mean, they're already. They're already. I think I told y'all this um, off camera. I mean, United Bank is one of the big sponsors up there at West Virginia. They they got the suites and things like that. And one of the big donors from uh, United Bank's already said he'll he'll write Hugh Freeze what check he wants. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Hugh Freeze would do good at West Virginia. Uh, he can he he's he's wins wherever he goes. I mean, yeah, just, just keep the cell phones and the, uh, might, the cell yeah. phones away from. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's a great coach, though. No doubt yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be, so, what do you think about the West Virginia situation? You think if, if they lose tomorrow night, he'll, that seat will go extra hot? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he could get fired. Yeah. Um, I think, but the the thing with these coaches are, I mean, there's going to be so many openings, and there's not going to be enough good coaches to fill them. Yeah, like if I'm if I'm Hugh Freeze, you can get an SEC job. I mean, in and also, I mean, with West Virginia, for example, I mean, th- yeah, they should want him, but I mean, they're he could he could get the Auburn job potentially. Hugh yeah, Freeze good, and I mean, they wanted him Tennessee. Well, he could have gone to Tennessee a couple years ago. Before Hypo. Um, yeah. So anyways, I mean, I agree with you. Those schools are going to want them. I just, I guess my point is, I don't think West Virginia is close to the openings that some of those other jobs are going to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, but that's not the top job at the Big 12. No, 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 no. And, and they're, and they still have a, a portion of that alumni fan base up there that would take Rich Rodriguez back in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's at Jacksonville State. He's at Jacksonville State this year, but you know, the thing with Rodriguez is he's always going to have offense, and that's yeah. the problem with Neil Brown. He just don't have enough offense, and in in Big Twelve, you got to have some offense, you know. Yeah, well, and at West Virginia, you got to have a special. You got to have a guy that can recruit mm-hmm. Florida, and you know, you kind of you got to be able to have something creative. They want a guy that's good on offense up there. Well, I will tell you this, and this is a, that was a good point you made. Florida, West Virginia, as much money as they got to go to the Big Twelve, and it was the right move for them. They hurt themselves in Florida recruiting. 
Right, right. Because a lot of those Florida guys, when they were, you know, in the Big East playing Miami and, you know, teams like that, they were they were going down there and getting those Florida guys. But a lot of those guys are not getting them no more because yeah. West Virginia's out on an island by themselves, man. I well, mean, you, you've got to have a, assistance with connections down there, too. Yeah, always, absolutely. They've always had guys down there. But, I mean, that's a good job. I just – I mean, I think, yeah, they should go after Hugh Freeze when it opens up. Because, I mean, the thing is, when these guys are on the hot seat, it's just a matter of time. You know, I mean, sometimes they can turn it around. But, I mean, unless Neil Brown wins the rest of his games, you know, they've already made the, deci- the decision. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's trending that way, I just think – Hugh Freeze can get something better if he wants to leave. But, I mean, he's got a good situation at Liberty, too. So Yeah, absolutely. I would only yeah. leave unless there's something I really, really want. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, there's going to be you – know, that's not even a good point. There's going to be the end of the season. I mean, if – you know, I mean, we probably don't want to, you know, wish that. But if, you know, ECU goes 9-3 and three or so, I mean, you know Houston's going to be on – Mike Houston's going to be on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, I mean. That, that's – that – is a little scary to me because yeah, you, you, to your point, I mean, it's just the way it works. It's just the way it works and, and money talks. And, um, you know, if he gets a gigantic offer to go somewhere, I mean, the chances of him not taking it are very slim. And it's funny. You mentioned this. I was actually thinking today, you know, just kind of, and we're not to put the cart before the horse, but you know, who would be sort of next in line for East Carolina and not to go off topic, but, um, I just tell you this, Blake Harrell is a guy I want to keep in Greenville, regardless of what happens in the future, because I think he's a tremendous coach. I, I do too. I think he's, I think he could be, you know, it, it's just if, you know, whenever they're, those, they're making those decisions, if, cause he's not had any head coaching experience, right? He's always been an assistant, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's never. Yeah, he came from what was he at? Was he at Kennesaw? Was he at Kennesaw yeah, State? He's, he's an awesome guy. Kirkpatrick's. I mean, our whole staff's great. Yeah, but I could definitely. That's the it. thing when when teams win, they're going to get you know. There's going to be more attention. So I mean, yeah, everybody right now is in locked in you know focus mode. But you know, the teams that win at the end of the year, they get you know the players. Everybody gets the notoriety. So. Yeah, I, I think Sloan at LSU would get a look because he's the East Carolina guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he would get a. I think he get a look too. It, it'll 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 definitely be um, it'll definitely be interesting uh once uh if that does happen because I mean it's going to come. That's just that's just natural of of that business. You know, it's going to if you do in any business if you do well and you know. <laughs> Folks are going to come for you. So, but I agree with you, um, I like I like Blake Carroll a lot. I think he's a, I think he's a potential there. Yeah, no doubt. His, I've said it like a hundred times, like over the years. Like his scheme, I think, is just a perfect fit for East Carolina. The aggressive attacking, you know, blitzing scheme. I think it's just a perfect fit. And uh, you know, he's. I think the type of personnel we get. I think it works really well, you know, in that type of scheme versus, you know, some like traditional like four three defense. You know, it's not as multiple, but um, he he was. I think his hire here, you know, Mike Houston. You got to give him credit because after his first season, when when Bob Trot was let go, he had a big decision to make, and um, 
he hired the right guy. It was a tremendous hire. Absolutely. Yeah, I see um, Dwayne Ledford would probably get a look, too. Where's Ledford at? He with the Falcons now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the yeah. Uh, offensive line coach with the Falcons. So uh, I know that would be his dream job if that ever happened. And um, that, that, would, that would be pretty interesting to see. Yep, absolutely. All right, so, we got, uh, so what's our next game here? What we got? We got uh, – all right, guys. Number 22, Florida. Number 22, Florida at number 12, Tennessee at 3.30 on Saturday. And um, let's see. The the Vols, 10.5, minus 10.5. What do you think there, Jay? All right, guys. I, I, you know, initially I'm going to say Tennessee, but I think this is a rivalry game. Anytime there's a rivalry game, usually it's close. So I'm going to say ten or Florida to cover. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you guys. I this is this is a, this is another tough one. They're always tough, but um, kind of looking at Anthony Richardson last week. And I pulled up some of his stats because I I think like when I look at him, he has all the talent in the world, all the talent in the world. I mean, just an incredible athlete, but he's as a quarterback, he doesn't have many reps yet. He's still a young quarterback at this level. So, you know, I think the the best plays he's made so far this year with his feet. And when you, when you dig into his numbers a little bit, his completion percentage is 53%, not great. But zero touchdowns passing and four interceptions. He actually he threw a huge interception in the red zone against uh, USF last week. Mm. Florida, Florida was about. I don't know if you guys saw that. Florida was about to score, and uh, he threw a, a really bad ball um, that was intercepted by USF and <clears throat> almost actually sealed their fate. So he seems to be. I think now that there's some tape on him and he's a young quarterback. He seems to be struggling a little bit more. And then you look at Hooker for Tennessee, 69% completion percentage, six touchdowns and no interceptions. So two opposite extremes there. And then Tennessee is really balanced. They have, uh, you know, like 1,100 passing yards and, and about 550 rushing yards. So they're doing a great job with that offense, averaging 52 a game, um, you know, I think Florida will hang in for a while, but I do think Tennessee is going to pull away. Um, I think they're going to pull away and cover the spread. So I'm, I'm going with the Vols at home in a, an electric Knoxville. How dare you betray me, Maddie? I thought we were going to have the same picks. <laughs> you already destroyed me last week. I got a sense of my pride back going three and two this week. <laughs> and we had, All right. we had to I disagree. Respect I respect it. We we had to disagree, but uh, yeah, man. It's hey, you never know. Like you said, it's a rivalry game, so who knows, right? Is Tennessee at Georgia? Or Georgia's at Tennessee this year. Oof. Bubba would probably know on that one. That's that's a good question. That's going to be a good as Georgia's defense is, but Tennessee playing at up tempo. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, 
Do you guys do you guys think anybody can beat Georgia this year? Do you got what do you guys think? Tennessee's at Georgia. Oh, are they're at Georgia? Okay. Can anybody beat Georgia? I think they can, but will they? Maybe Alabama in the SEC championship game. The yeah. Play, the way they're playing right now. With their defense as good as they are, the only team yeah, I mean, I think somebody can beat them, but I mean, the only team that can beat them in the national championship to me is Alabama. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I just think there's a huge drop off between Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson compared yeah. to Alabama and Georgia. What about our buddy Lincoln Riley over there? Got him up they're, to number they're, seven. They're not playing defense. <laughs> They ain't play defense here either. So, I mean, I mean, they're good, but I mean, but I mean, you guys know that. I mean, yeah, there's a huge difference between Georgia and I mean, Georgia had 15 guys drafted off of last year's team. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're loaded. So, I think USC actually has the best chance to get into the playoff. Looking at their schedule, they they don't oh, have a they don't have a they have a Notre Dame game at the end, of it, but Notre Dame hasn't shown anything. They play. I think they got to do Oregon, still, and because the Pac-12 is not very strong. Utah, they play at Utah. And they play, I think, at Utah. So that could be an interesting game for for USC. But they get past Utah, I think it's it's going to be interesting. I think they have a, a path, uh, a pretty clear path to get in that in that four. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I mean, I think you're right, and you know, I think I think Lincoln, fellas, he needs to enjoy it now while he's, you know, pack playing Pac-12 ball because when he goes to the Big Ten, here's my here's my concern for USC when they go to the Big Ten, when they have to go to you know Columbus or Happy Valley in mid-November and it's 20 degrees and snowing, uh, <laughs> I don't see that as a great recipe. <laughs> For the West Coast teams, uh, you know, so I, I think it's I think it's going to be especially. I mean, UCLA I think is really going to struggle in the Big Ten, but um, can Lincoln will he be able to pass the ball like that when it's twenty degrees and windy and there's, there's hey hell. remember the remember the Temple game in two thousand fourteen? Trying to forget it, brother. <laughs> it's cold. It was rainy, and that offense had problems. Oh, uh, you're, you're not kidding. Were you there that day, Pace? Yep, sure was. Me and my dad rode the train. We rode the train up to uh, Philly from uh, Rocky Mount. Oh, yeah, it was cold. That that is the uh, the worst weather I've ever experienced at a football game. It was yeah, miserable. It was. Miserable. Jay, were you there? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was um, – the only thing that made me feel better is I ate a cheesesteak afterward and after the game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only thing that made me feel better. Yeah, I'm looking at USC's uh, – they play Arizona State at home at Oregon State versus at, um, Washington State at home at Utah at Arizona, California at home. Colorado's terrible. UCLA's 3-0, and but that's a fake 3-0. and Never really – played anybody and then Notre Dame at the end of the end of the season they really I mean technically so they don't they don't have or so they don't get 
they don't have Oregon on their schedule. The only time they could play Oregon, I th- I thought everybody play. I guess they don't. They don't, everybody. That's right. Everybody don't play each other out there, so they could play Oregon in the championship game. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. So because they don't play, I mean, their schedule so weak. It might keep a. It could be the reverse. Keep, but they're not going to keep. To me, politics and college football, they're not going to keep USC out of that. Hmm. Yeah. If you have a chance to get that Los Angeles market into the the playoff, you know the powers that be are gonna find a way to do it, right? Yeah, and where's the uh the BCS? I mean the BCS, the uh championship game this year is Arizona, Glendale. Or is that the Super Bowl? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it's in LA. Is it it's in LA this year? Yeah. Oh yeah, USC definitely getting in. Mm. Well, that's yeah, a national yeah. championship. That's a national championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the the it's the it's Atlanta and Dallas, right? I think's the. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the um, playing. Yeah, playing games. Yeah, that is an. I didn't realize. So that's a good call. I didn't realize it was in L.A. January ninth, twenty twenty three, in L.A. How about that? How about if Lincoln Riley could get them to the national championship game in this home city? Whew. Well, if he can do that in year one, that would be a pretty amazing accomplishment because it's not like USC has been very good for several years. Um, you know, and you, you got to give him credit. I mean, and, and for him to be able to bring the quarterback from, from Oklahoma, is it Caleb Williams? Is, do I have the name right? Um, mm-hmm. You talk about a huge get, and they there. got that wide, got that wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, those were. T- I mean, he brought instant offense into it. Um. So yeah, cap. So the the play in the semifinals are Fiesta Bowl and Peach Bowl. Okay. Yeah, and then the power the the uh, G five whoever that represented is. Will go to the Cotton Bowl this year. Good year, okay. Cotton Bowl Classic. Gotcha. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, fellas. It's going to be very interesting. Absolutely. So what do we got next, Bubba? Bubba, what is it? we got? Indiana and and uh, Cincinnati, fellas. All right, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Team AAC here. I'll be a homer. All yeah. right, so 17? It's 17, huh? Yeah, I don't think Indiana's. I got faith in the Bearcats. They're going to score some touchdowns and prove me right. Wow. Whew. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a big spread. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to – you know what, Jay? I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have any feel for this game whatsoever. Um, this is a weird matchup for me. I just think the spread might be a little too much. So I'll go with the Hoosiers. Matty. Just to mix it up, brother. Put it across again. <laughs> Mixing it up with me. Yo. All right, Matty. Opposite day. We're yeah, we're we're adversaries on two of these games. B Pace, who are you going with? You with me or Matty? I want to hear uh, I'm going with that. I'm not a Cincinnati fan. I don't care if they're in the conference or not. So I'm going with Indiana. Oh, I'm the lone rider here. 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to bring this up next week. If I win, you guys are going to hear it from me. If I lose, then you guys better talk trash because I deserve it. So what? Indiana, Indiana's three and zero. Indiana they beat Western Kentucky, Idaho, and well, let's, Illinois. Let's all three of us be honest. We know about Cincinnati. We know nothing about Indiana because I know yeah. nothing about Indiana. <laughs> right. So I'm going Cincinnati. <laughs> I watched the I watched the Cincinnati Miami of Ohio game uh, last week, um, and uh, I, you know Miami. Of Ohio, I know they consider that a rivalry game, I guess. But Miami of Ohio stayed. You know they played at the uh, the Bingo Stadium, but they stayed in the game there until. Therefore, that quarterback of Cincinnati, he's okay, but he makes uh, he made a lot he makes a lot of mistakes. He made a lot of mistakes last week. Hmm. Now he's the he's the quarterback who came from Eastern Michigan. Is that correct? I can't I think I, can't. I think he's transferring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a transferring. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, I'm just like I said, I'm not a Cincinnati fan. I think they're going to go to the Big 12 and get smacked around. They're going to get back to reality real quick. I I certainly hope so. I I would love to see it because I, I am not a Cincinnati fan either by any stretch. Um, I still kind of have a little bit of a problem with with that fickle situation. I you know I don't know the full story with it when with that fake punt a few years ago and which is strange for me because I'm not a guy like I I feel like. You know, if if your defense can't stop my offense, then you know the blame is on you. But a fake punt that seemed a little odd. Uh, maybe you guys know more about that situation, but that kind of that kind of irked me a little bit a few years back when that happened. Yeah, that's the one where they him and uh, Houston to end the game had some uh, words, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. But uh, I, I remember. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, who's Cincinnati beating? They beat Miami of Ohio, Kennesaw State, and lost to Arkansas. They're two and one. All right, guys, listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Bearcats. You guys might be right. <laughs> but if I'm right, I'm going to remember this one. I may not remember any of the other picks. I'll remember this one. Okay, I'll remember. If not, if, uh, if Indiana wins, um, just find me my favorite wing place in Cary. I don't know where it's at, but right. <laughs> well, Bearcats better pull me through. I'm Team American, AAC. <laughs> All right, Bob, who's, the ne- who's the next game? I want to try to win another one. Arkansas, Texas A and M. All right, guys. I think you're gonna. I hope you disagree with me on this because I want to go two and zero on these last two. A and M. Oh, I'll definitely disagree. I think Arkansas is going to go in and get it. You to guys them. are going SEC on the road to go in. They already had their wake up call against Appalachian State. Whew. Jay, Jay, you're the lone wolf tonight, man. Because I can't wait for Saturday. I can't wait for next. Because <laughs> if I lose, I'll, I'll take it too. I like Arkansas's coach. That he's going to. Uh, oh, I like the drink. coach too. No, I love him. Sam he's going to right. drink a cold beer after the game that one day. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher talks faster than anybody I've ever seen in a press conference. It's all those guys. Jimbo, he's a, he's a, he's a West Virginia guy too. It's that they, yeah, yeah they, it, all right, well, I'm going with gig them. Gig them. I can't uh, go with Texas A&M because of the spirit will be in the stadium. 
I can't go with them because of that pregame ritual they do, and that guy they, they he's he's been highlighted two two games in a row now. The the one they do with the twelfth man. Have you seen these videos this guy is doing? He called like Miami like a bunch of thugs, and he said oh, Appalachia oh. State. He had to look on the map and find out where they were. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this oh, guy yeah. is all over the place, man. They're switching quarterbacks. Max Johnson's starting. Um, it's okay. It's all right. I'm gonna be by myself again. I thought y'all were gonna. I thought y'all were gonna <laughs> join me on some of these, but well, well, let me throw some stats result. at you, Jay. Jay, huh? let me let me throw some stats at you. No, right? don't throw any good knowledge at me. <laughs> don't throw stats at me, Matty. I, I I got some data. I got some data here, Jay. So I I'm not good with data. <laughs> Sunny is Sunny's feeling real good about his picks right now. Let's don't throw some. Don't don't throw. Be patient. I'm all high right now. I was. Be patient. I was one in four two weeks ago. I was I was sad for a week, and then I got three and two. I just found out it's three and two. I've never been happier. So <laughs> give me some data, Maddie. All right, here here's some here's some data for you guys. All right, so very impressive stat. Um, Texas A and M. Their defense is only allowing eight eight points per game. All right, that's 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 amazing. So that's the strength of their team, but. Their offense, they really can't score. They're only they're only averaging about twenty points per game. They struggle to score big time. Um, and then you look at Arkansas. That's that's the strength of their team. They can they're, they're a very good uh, solid offensive team with Jefferson at quarterback. And I like I love the offensive coordinator Bryles. Um, so I think I think when it's all said and done, you know. Arkansas will outscore AM, in my opinion, in College Station. Um, you know, Arkansas's weakness is that they can't cover anybody on the back end. They they have one of the worst secondaries in college football. So if Texas AM opens up the offense and starts to throw it around, I think they can have success. But their offenses look so abysmal to me that I just think that uh the Razorbacks are going to march in there and, and take care of business. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to cover the one and a half. I think they played. So Arkansas beat Cincinnati, beat South Carolina, struggled a little bit with Missouri state last week until the second half. Oh, oh, uh, Petrino came back in. Now listen to Arkansas schedule here. They played Texas A&M. Then the next week they got Alabama at home. And then they got to go to uh, Mississippi State. Then they play boy BYU just plays everybody, don't they? Arkansas at BYU, and then they got to play Liberty and Auburn back to back. Then LSU and Mississippi. So I like Arkansas though. I think they're going to run. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. I think Arkansas goes on the two and zero run. I think they take out Alabama at home. Ooh. I think I think I think Saban and them going there a little overconfident next in two weeks and Arkansas chips at them in Fayetteville. Hmm. I like you it. Guys That's are just team Arkansas. Razorbacks, <laughs> <laughs> you you two. <laughs> I think that's the uh I think that's the one Saban you know, there's a game every year like Saban kind of they struggle. They sometimes they win, but you know, but I think that's the one that uh it might sneak up, might sneak up on them. I, I haven't. I, have, I need to watch Alabama a little bit more. I haven't watched them too much, to be honest. But I know they are what they are. So, 
Well, guys, all I know is next week I'm going to be really obnoxious or I'm going to be really humbled. So <laughs> you're going to get something out of me. <laughs> you see, hey, uh, some of you talked about Brock. Hey, talk I about- may not show up next week if I have a bad week. I may be on live. It may be, it may be deep pays and Semenza. Uh, you know, you, you Listen, if Cincinnati if Cincinnati gets beat, your your profile picture next week has to be the Indiana logo. Hey, if I lose any of these games, <laughs> just take my name off. Your 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 name next week has to be J Indiana. Or just put I'll be up here and just put me on mute. Don't let me speak or pick. No, actually, your, your, your name next week has to be Jimmy Chitwood from the Hoosiers. Yeah, I'll be. <laughs> I'll be I'll be something. You guys can take away any privilege or right. I, and, and we're going to like. If I'm, if I'm right though, y'all better y'all better be ready because I am going to be very very excited. Listen, if Indiana wins, you can only respond to when we say Jimmy Chitwood. What is your pick this week? Indiana's not going to win. Well, you know, Bubba can isolate clips. He can he can take. A specific clip. So he, what he can do is he can isolate your, your pick. Yeah, and we can just we can do a side by side. We can do a side by side. But listen, I was three and two last week. If I was, if I go better than three and two, y'all better watch out because I am going to be I'll be on a hot streak. Fire. Right, be, be on fire. Hey, you made a good point, uh, I tell you, a guy that you just said I think is going to get a look after this year is Browse, the offense coordinator, at Arkansas. I think he's going to get some head coach looks here soon. Yeah, uh, he would have already got him, but they're just, you know, because of his the father, the Baylor. Oh, yeah. That's, why, yeah, yeah. that's why they're, you know. If, if West Virginia, you talk about West Virginia, if they got rid of Neil Brown, I'd be one of the first calls I would make. Yeah, anybody that can score points is going to yeah. get a head coaching job. That's the only reason why he's he's had to wait. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a re- that, honestly, that's a really good fit. Now that you mentioned it, Bryles to West Virginia, especially considering their their offensive challenges with with Neil Brown. I mean, he that might be a really interesting fit. Um, it amazes you know what amazes me, guys. Some of these programs that just truly struggle finding quarterbacks that just truly. I mean, West Virginia is a great. I mean, they finally got they got you know Daniels in this year as a transfer, but a, a school with that much. Um, resources and that much, uh, you know, a great conference has a lot of support. West Virginia hasn't had a quarterback since um, Geno. Hmm. I mean, they haven't had a, a successful quarterback since Geno Smith. Think about that. And that, that's been a long time. I mean, that was yeah. what? 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, that's what I mean. When they first got a big 12, I mean, think about LSU, how they, how they struggled trying to get a quarterback. And when they finally got Joe Burrow in to, to be a transfer and win a national championship for one year, but think about how much they struggled before. It just amazes me. Those schools with all these resources, they just, they just can't uh, lock good quarterbacks down. It is surprising. I mean, you know, it's a, and you know, like the Gators, the Florida Gators have really struggled at quarterback over the years. And how many five star recruits have they had? Um, I can't think of the kid's name that he originally went to Florida and then he transferred to Arkansas. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I can see it and I can't think of his name. Felipe Franks. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, 
they've had so many guys like that. But yeah, you, I mean, to your point, it's uh, it is surprising that that they can't find the guy at quarterback. Yeah, you know these programs. Yeah, it's 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 amazing to me that you know a school like East Carolina has had better quarterbacks than a lot of schools that have a lot more resources. You think somebody would have took Dominique Davis 10, 12 years ago? Or somebody would have took a Shane Carden, you know, or or even, you know, Holton now? I mean, you know, you, you just you just think about that. Like some of these schools that have just true, uh, truly struggled at, you know, a quarterback. But then you have like, you know, North Carolina's had good quarterbacks with, you know, I mean, Trubisky did well in college and the Bay's kid is good. Sam Howell was good, but they just hasn't, you know, they've had good quarterbacks, but haven't, it hasn't made this, the programs more successful. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes it only takes that one quarterback to turn around the whole program. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, a little bit surprising. Absolutely. We got any more? We got one more. We We got, so I guess we got to, well, Jay, you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, I won't pick it, but I I talk about it. I mean, ECU Navy, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, seventeen, right? So I mean, listen, ECU ECU's probably played the three best games, even though the NC State game didn't go the way. There, East Carolina is playing outstanding. Um, I've been very very impressed with ever with everything. Um, Navy's coming in and. You know, Navy's 0-2 right now, but they're coming off a bye, and they are motivated. So I think it's going to be a great game. I, I really do. I think this is going to be an outstanding game. Whenever you have a team that's motivated, that's tough. Navy's offense, no matter what their record is, it's tough to defend. But for Navy, they're going against the East Carolina team that is hot, and they're getting better every week. So that's kind yeah. of my analysis on it. I think the spread's a little high. Mm. I think it's a little bit high. But you just never, you know. I mean, the the one good thing for East Carolina is you know, they've got some coaches on their staff. It's you know, I think Coach Houston talked about that this week that are familiar with this offense and have went up against it, have been a part of teams at Citadel and Nor Ryan that ran this offense. So I think that is a uh, an advantage, you know, an advantage. I mean, I think East Carolina wins. Um, Seventeen is. A little high. A little high. Yeah, I'll tell you, I always kind of joke around. I'd rather play Alabama than Navy because I'm still traumatized about some of those losses from 10 years ago in Greenville and just getting watching them run the option up and down the field. But, you know, this, this year I feel a lot better about it. I'm optimistic because um, for a few things. I mean, you look at Navy, they, they – what they they lost to Delaware, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it seven to was it seven to nothing? Bubba might know, um, but I think they lost to Delaware, or maybe they beat Delaware seven to nothing. But they were impressive there. Then they they lost to Memphis by quite a bit, fourteen uh, seven Delaware. So that that's you know it's pretty interesting that Delaware could hold them to that kind of offensive output. Um, And then I like the fact that I really like the size of our receivers. B. 
being able to um, sort of out-finesse their, their DBs on, on the back end and, and our ability to go up and get jump balls. So I, and just everything we talked about earlier with Holton kind of being at the top of his game, I think we're really going to challenge them in the passing game. So, um, but I agree with you guys. 17 is a little high. Um, I think East Carolina is, I, I feel very confident we're going to win this game, but I think it's going to be more like 14 around there. So I would say Navy covers the 17. So, so let me ask you a question. If, if Navy comes in and tries to stack the box, then does, cause and I love Cooch. I love Coach Houston. I think that's a great job, but he Sometimes I think, you know, he's going to try to establish that run no matter what it is. Do you think if they stack the box and, you know, do you think they open up the passing earlier? Well, I, I mean, I think, I think you know, depending on how a team, you, you may go in with one game plan, you know, either team goes in mm-hmm. with a game plan. And if they're trying to, you know, you've got to have balance. So if they're, if they're dropping back in the secondary, like if, the, if they're not blitzing, if they're only rushing three, then you can run the ball. Mm-hmm. If they're loading, you know, I mean, if either team, I mean, depending on what they're going to do, if if a team tries to stack the box and, and you then then you're going to have opportunities one on one on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I, I think also, too, you know, if a team, any team, if you stack the box, I mean, there there's been times where these opponents have stacked the box against East Carolina. If you get to the second level, it's it's a touchdown because of Mitchell yeah. speed because yeah, everyone's yeah. on the line of scrimmage. So that's the thing, you know, it's these teams, certain teams loaded up and, you know, trying to stop the run. But even if you run against it, if you can outflank them or get to the second level, then it's game over. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting matchup on both sides, you know, I mean, that's an any ball game. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cause you know, if we can, you've got, uh, you know, you got Navy. If we can get past them this week, and you know, you I think USF can be a little tricky. They got an athletic quarterback. I think we can, we've shown that we struggle a little bit with some athletic quarterbacks. The Campbell kid last week, you know, we struggled with him a little bit. Um, and I I don't think that's just East Carolina struggles with athletic quarterbacks. I think that's 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 across the across the board. But if you can get them next to that Tulane game, could be setting up to be be a big one yeah no doubt about it and you know <clears throat> this is this is the type of game you, you got to stay healthy you know you got to stay healthy uh, the style navy plays on the interior can always makes me a little concerned but um you know if we can stay healthy though uh, you know i think i think you know this team has a real a real tremendous chance to to compete for the for the conference so um but it's but we gotta we gotta find a way to get through this one with all our you know players healthy. Yeah, Tulane is Southern Miss this week. Then they have a Friday night game. They're gonna have an extra day of rest against us. Um they play at Houston on September thirtieth. And then of course us in, in New Orleans on October eighth. So and I, I I'm I'm a little um, curious to see how East Carolina with four in a row home games, how we react on the, which I thought last year we played well in a row, but I think with four straight home games going to that first road game against USF, if, if, you know, how we react to that. What do, what do you guys think about the fact that Navy 
is it is it four times in a row that they've had a bye week before they play East Carolina? I mean, that is that is crazy. Yeah, and they always like to schedule Navy with us early. And I mean, the last couple times it's been early. Uh, well, last year was November game, right? But I think the year before that, when Holton was uh, got tested positive for COVID, that was an early game. Then 2019, Houston's first game, first uh, season, that was an early Navy. That was an early Navy game. That was early in the season. I think Ruffs last year, that was an early game. I was at that game. That was an early at, at Annapolis. That was early in the season. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, the luck of the draw or what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I, I have to believe that our athletic director is on the phone with the the AAC and they, they want to get that fixed for next year because that's that's a, that's kind of a crazy stat whether you know I'm sure it's just by chance so some you know freak chance that that happened but that's that's uh not not doesn't seem right to me no absolutely yeah, absolutely and then, and then having these four, Sonny, you played having four, both of y'all play having four home games in in a row. I, I think that's you know to start the season. That's I don't know if we've done that in a long time. Well, it's I mean it's not. I mean the good thing is for East Carolina, they're going to have a couple more, you know, three more home games. Mm-hmm. So if you got four and then you're gone for a month, that's where it's tough. But there's a bye yeah. week in between. There's still three more. So. I mean, basically in two months, you're going to have a bye week and three home games. So that's, I mean, of course you'd want to probably have it more split out potentially, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's also nice having home field advantage to start the season and get yeah. momentum. So, but I mean, yeah, ideally you would maybe want it spread out a little bit. Um, Cause that back end of October, we got a, well, but a Friday game at BYU, and then yeah, we're yeah. a bye week, and then we have a what, Thursday game in Cincinnati. It's like we, we don't play like three or four Saturdays in a row. Yeah, I mean, the back end of the schedule on paper is very, very tough for East Carolina. Yeah. And then at Houston at home, and then um, Temple at but Temple. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's like, you know, I've as I've watched more and more, you know, the past couple of years, the schedule thing for any – this is goes across any team. Like what it says on paper right now, it may look easy. It may be hard, but things can change based off Mm -hmm. of teams not performing, based off of injuries. But also, it's all based off of improvement. The teams that are really good at the end of the year are the ones that get better. Mm -hmm. They're they're the teams that get better, and also they're the ones that are consistent. So there may be teams that are really, really talented, but they can only play that well six games out of the year. Where a team may not be as talented, but if they're they can play consistently pretty good nine or ten games, that's going to be a team with a better record. But you look at like you know like BYU, they've got they've got play Notre Dame before they play us. They play Notre Dame, Arkansas, Liberty, Notre Dame, Arkansas, and Liberty the three games before us. Then after us, they play Boise State and Stanford. It's a brutal schedule. Absolutely brutal schedule. I mean, that's no yeah. joke. They're playing at Liberty the week before us. So, uh, hopefully, they'll get so beat up 
um, that you know we were able to go in there and take care of business. And I, I actually really want to get to that game out in Provo. Uh, that that's a game that's that that's a beautiful, beautiful stadium. The scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if how many Pirate fans will be able to make that trip, but that's that's one I want to get to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I made my uh, Anna Arbor uh, reservations this week for next year. I think it's a once in a lifetime. Uh, when ECU opens up in Michigan next year. Good for you. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get to that one as well. Sunday, do you think uh, you've been following how how good how good how good would you compare this team to maybe? 2013 10 and 3 team, the 2014 8 and 5 team, which I thought was uh, should have been better than 8 and 5, or or any of maybe skips, uh, you know, last year. How, how do you compare the? How do you compare this team well, to those? I think, I mean, you know, obviously record wise, and we'll see how they progress, how East Carolina progresses, and how much better they get. But style wise, I think right now this team plays defense in mm-hmm. in Ruffin's teams didn't play defense. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they did, but they didn't, you know, yeah. they were about their offense. Uh, this, these teams compare more to me because when Skip Holtz was here, it was, it was balanced complimentary football offense and defense. And, you know, I mean, people may disagree me with me on the Ruffin thing, but I mean, that was an offensive driven, Team. Yeah, they, they played enough defense to 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 plus, win. They, yeah, yeah. To, plus yeah, that was Conference know. USA. Anyways, I mean, I know yeah. they won't take out a conference game, but I, I'm very impressed with East Carolina. So, what you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I I think right now we have as good of weapons on offense as as we've had. Honestly, I mean, we when you really look at it, we have three running backs right now that I feel like could start a game and compete very well. Uh, really impressed. I don't know if Marlon Gunn is ready to start, but I'm really impressed with what I see from, from him. And then, you know, the, 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 the talent we have at wide receiver and then two tight ends. So in terms of the, obviously the quarterback, I don't want to forget about the quarterback, but I think right now the talent we have is as good as we've had on offense in many, many years, but I, I do agree, you know, I think Jay makes a good point that it's closer to those Skip Holtz years in terms of the balance, playing great defense, and then being able to play smash-mouth football on offense. That's what I really like about this team. I, I just like when you can line up and run the football when you need to. And the fact that we've been able to wear people down in the fourth quarter um, sounds cliche, but there's nothing, there's nothing more demoralizing. Any defensive player will tell you this. Nothing more demoralizing than than when you're on defense and it's the fourth quarter and a team's just lining up and running the ball down your throat. It, it is a the worst feeling in the world. Um, so I love the fact that we can do that now. And uh really hoping we can do it this week against Navy. This um this team reminds me. Uh, Matt, when did you? What year did you graduate? I graduated about a hundred years ago in '97. So okay, so I did too. So so this so team reminds me a little bit of that '96 
team with Harley. He had great wide receivers, Mitch Galloway, Jason Nichols, um, Larry Shannon. Uh, you know, you had three, you know, you had three. Who was these? Was it Scott? Was Scott Richards the tight end then? Scott, was it? Uh, uh, but yeah, I think it was Scott Richards or, or Buck Collins. Buck, Co- Buck, yeah, Buck. Yeah, yeah, sure was. Yeah. But it reminds me a lot of those teams that, uh, you know, I mean, Marcus Crandall was a great quarterback. And, you know, you can get in a conversation about Holton and, and Marcus, but it, there was a lot of balance there. And, you, you know, you had Harley in the backfield. Um, I think with Jarris still, Jarris McPhail was, you know, well, Jarris McPhail was 95, 96. So, you, you know, Jamie Wilson was kind of coming up at that time. Yeah. So, you, it reminds me a, a lot. What well, that 96 team was nine and three? I believe so. Yeah. And, and didn't make a bowl game. Didn't make a bowl game. Yeah. And so the balance that Logan had on, on that, on that team, on those teams were, that's what that's what this reminds me of. I mean, you know, the ten and three team in 2013 was a pass heavy, you know, pass heavy offense, you know, and then, you know, the eight and five team of 14 was. Uh, but um, I mean, I think as much as Skip did well, I think this team is offensively better than anything Skip ever had. Yeah. Can you agree with that, Sonny? Yeah, I agree so far. Yeah, I mean, it's all going to depend on health and how much better they get, but yeah. Yeah, but do you think this is the uh, – I don't think Skip had any good – I think Skip had great good teams, but I think offensively the, this team is probably better than anything Skip had offensively. Besides well, CJ. Besides CJ. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll see how it progresses. But yeah, the, the one thing is that there is a lot of – there's a lot of talented players in different positions. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you know, they'll have to prove it out on the field. Yeah. 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 I agree. So fellas, what do you think of the, uh, what do you think of the white helmet? You guys saw the pictures surface today. What do you think? What do you, Oh, look at that. That is a nice helmet, man. I'm, I'm good with it. I always, I remember when they debuted the uh, was it the 2014 Cincinnati game when they debuted the all white. I saw that so they're doing the whole uniform. I saw they released that a little bit earlier. So the whole uniform is white for this game. Yeah, yeah, not just that. Yeah, they released. Uh, I saw a video on Twitter. Um, uh, they they're doing they're going yeah white white bottoms white tops and a white helmet. So, mm. Jay, what do you think, Jay? I mean, I I like it, but I mean, whatever, whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever makes you play good is, is all that matters. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the the uniform combinations, the uniform combinations are always cool to see how it's going to be released and what they're going to wear. But I mean, I, I think it is. I think it is cool for the players that have different options. So there's a rumor floating around that the homecoming game could be the 92 Peach Bowl uniforms. Have y'all heard that? Interesting. I've heard I've heard mention of it, like just in passing. I haven't heard anything concrete, but that would be pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard any rumors. Nobody I know. pays you got the inside scoop. <laughs> well, supposedly it's so. Supposedly that the inner circles be paid. (laughs) 
Well, they, you know, they're bringing this, they, they announced this, you know, thing, the, what are they calling it? The, the classic logos are putting stuff on now. What are they? I think they're using another, uh, but I don't, I forgot what that term they're, they're using, <clears throat> but they're using like a term for, you know, they're starting to sell stuff at UBE and a student stores that has like the old school logos, the nineties logos that, um, the, the pirate vault. Yeah, there it is. Pirate vault. So I think they're, they might be setting, um, you know, setting that up for that. So, because in the, in, uh, and then there's, in there a game, somebody designed a uniform, I think. Uh, he won a competition. Yeah. And he that, designed the uniform. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's going to be interesting to see what that's all about, too. Um, it was, it was a former student, I guess, that there was some competition on campus to see who could design, you know, the nicest uniform. And, uh, so, so that's kind of how it went down, but that's going to be really cool to see. I still have my uh, 92 Jeff Blake Jersey here at the house. Break it out. You could, you could rock that. Could yeah. Rock it's that. the authentic one too. It's the, you know, it's not the screen print. It's the, it's the embroidery. Remember when they about, it was about 20 years ago when they sold those, they were Russell's. Yeah, man. Yeah, they got that. I still have the East Carolina 95 starter jacket too. I need to bring it back. It don't fit me anymore, but I need to bring it back out. The original starter jacket with the PD on the back with, with, with the, like this, yeah, from 1995. That was before Jay was born. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Jay, <laughs> Jay, how old are you, Jay? Uh, I'm 37. I was born in 84. Oh, lucky. So you were 13 and 97, yeah. I'm ancient. I mean, I, I can't even, you know. Uh, you guys are wise. I think I think me and some men's are the same. <laughs> you guys, that's why you guys are winning every week and I'm losing because y'all are wise and I'm not wise. Uh, oh, there it is. There's the whole uniform. I love it, fellas. I I absolutely love it, man. It's clean. It's uh, it's sharp. I'm a big fan. One thing I, you know, one thing I would have liked on that gold face mask. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Nice gold face mask on there would have brought it out a little bit, but no, I like them. Yeah, Pretty good. It's sharp. Well, what do you guys think? Should we wrap it? Yeah, that sounds good. Are good? Great. I'm just. Uh, I can't wait to next week to. Yeah, after I can't Indiana, wait to see after if Indiana. If I am, if I am, if I still have a name on this show, or if I'm, if I'm fired, I might be fired. After Jimmy Chitwood and the Hoosiers, I'm either going to be talking about a lot of, I'm going to be really obnoxious, or I'm going to be really quiet. Bearcats. I may, I may be on, uh, I may be uh, on bye week next week. So, <laughs> I have a, I have a old school. I'm gonna wear it next week too. If um, I don't have it in, it's not, it's not in my studio right now. But I have a hickory from the movie Hoosiers. I have an old school snapback hickory. That back hat. So if they if Indiana wins next week, I'm, I'm I'll be rocking that during the. Well, I, I won't be seeing video. your happy face because I'm gonna be. A <laughs> I lose. Y'all won't be seeing me. Y'all have to let me know how this show goes. I'm gonna take my L and just not show up. All right, well, great be, show, guys. You guys are awesome. Can't absolutely. Wait this hopefully, hopefully we all get some wins, and I hope that I'm allowed to come back. I hopefully I at least go one and four, not zero and five. So. What's your schedule? What do you you get your schedule weekly, or do you know? So you've got, or do you just kind of um, know? Yeah, it, it just kind of depends. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. depends. Um, but yeah, this week, uh, 
got a high school game Friday night, uh, Apex Friendship, Holly Springs, and then Saturday, East Carolina Navy. So big nice. weekend of football, and uh, I love it. So Absolutely. I'll be uh, – I can't make it – I can't. My daughter has a uh, an event on Saturday, so I can't make this game. But I'll be tailgating at the house and putting it up on the on the TV on television on Saturday. So I'll be following that way. I'll be I'll be I'll be listening to you. if I see something wrong, I'll text you again. I'm just I'll, give you, I'll give you a wink. I'll give you a head nod. Give you a head nod. Yeah, give me a, yeah yeah. I'll give you yeah. one too, Maddie. Yeah, and don't let uh, I'll start tweeting you if Indiana wins. So no, no worries during during oh, your telecast. You, you do better keep me up to date on the scores. <laughs> oh, we're gonna. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have Bub, Bubba ISO that clip. It's on the record, Jay. It's on the record. I came on this show confident today. So if I lose, y'all have full reign to destroy me. <laughs> I can't wait. Now I got to watch the game. I wasn't even gonna watch the Indiana Cincinnati game. I'm gonna watch. And I know Bubba's gonna have all this footage, so. <laughs> Bubba, if I get everything right, if I'm five and zero, oh, y'all better, y'all just better, better be ready for me. <laughs> awesome. Give a soliloquy on my picks. Awesome, awesome. All right, great show, fellas. Have All right, fun. fellas. Can't Take wait. care. Great job, man. Take care. Thanks. Right, Thanks, see you guys. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show and go Pirates! <laughs>